Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Pitch. I'm Joe Benedetto, Education and Social Impact Chair at uh, Lambert & Company. Uh, on today's episode, I speak with Bill Guest, the President and Chief Solutions Architect at Metrics Reporting. Sounds important. That's because it is. Metrics Reporting is a Michigan-based workforce development and talent management consulting firm. Uh, and our conversation today focused on specifically how schools and parents can use data uh, to help direct uh, children uh, into the proper, uh, proper career path uh, for them moving forward. All right, well, Bill, thank you for, for joining uh, us today on, on the Purposeful Pitch. I, I appreciate you giving us some time. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're an expert in data, and I'm sure that it goes beyond that and, and will give you an opportunity to do so. Uh, but, I, you know, I wonder, you know, I'm a huge baseball fan, and, and for me, that's kind of where data where I first became aware of data was through being a baseball fan and Moneyball and Michael Lewis and all of that. Yeah. And I have found some of the, uh, uh, the focus in that, uh, in baseball on data to be a bit mind numbing for me. Uh, I, I, I like to just sit there and watch and, and don't necessarily want to hear about launch angle or, or uh, exit velocity and all of that stuff. So I'm wondering how did you, start in data and if you can give us a little bit a bit of your background uh, on on who you are and where you got to uh, where you are today yeah well actually my my, uh, my college training is an engineering degree so okay. that explains a lot I know a lot of engineers and, and they dabble in in pretty much everything and and I, I love engineers because yeah. uh, they there's no there's no problem that they don't think they can't solve, which, well, we, is, which is great. We, we carried calculators in college, right? Yeah. So, um, so I've been thinking about data and systems for a long time. Uh, my background is uh, basically I had three careers over my life. The first 15 years, I had a number of engineering assignments, and I was in a, it was actually divisions of General Motors, so it became Delphi, the, the components group now. Um, and then uh, I spent about 15 years running businesses or business units, uh, mainly auto industry, but some other industries were served too. And then this last 15 years, thinking about talent systems. Okay. So, um, what are talent systems? Well, how how do we develop uh, human capital of a region or a city or whatever? Uh, and I think the to, for me, the subsectors of talent systems are are K-12, the public education system. Right, lays the foundation for people to be successful. And then uh, we move on to some post-secondary training, whether it's job training or, or a college degree. And then there's, uh, there's a public workforce system. When people need to reset, right? It's typically when they engage the public workforce system. They go to Michigan Works when uh, there's an incident in their life and they need to uh, you know, switch careers mm -hmm. or, or, or switch jobs. And then, uh, but a lot of the talent system development is employers themselves. Right, the training classes that people go in and how we're just being developed on the job. So that whole system, I think of it as uh, K through retirement. We're, we're, we should be developing ourselves and developing each other throughout that. So how do we help people uh, you know, achieve their, their potential and, and enjoy a thriving career? Yeah, I like that K through retirement. I haven't heard that before. I mean, I've heard you know, from, uh, you know, from cradle to college and you know, other message points, but not uh, K through retirement. And, and, and talent systems, is that a, a relatively new development or is that something that uh, 
businesses have been looking at, businesses and schools have been looking at for uh, a long period of time? I think we usually think of it as education and, uh, and maybe development, you know, it's organizational development. Mm -hmm. You know, we, people work in silos and they have their own words to describe things. But I think, you know, for decades we've been thinking about how do employers and colleges work together. Mm. And that shifts around. Um, in the end, it's some combination of some, you know, we need professors who are imparting the, uh, you know, the academics and the book knowledge. Yeah. And should it only be colleges and employers? Should we expand that to uh, K through 12 colleges and employers or tech centers because Again, you know, it, it's not a, it's not that college isn't the only pathway to career. Yeah, and I, you know, that brings up a, 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 a language point. So college, some, that, it's almost a loaded word, right? Sometimes uh, when we say college and career, right? And that's a lot of times people think of that as me, like everybody should get a four-year degree. But that's, but college is also Grand Rapids Community College sure. and getting some job right. training. I'm a product of right? Nassau Community College in, in New York. Yeah, so there's, there's a whole variety of post-secondary experiences, um, but but I agree. That's why you know we say K through retirement. Yeah. That uh, you know, I think an easy way to think about things is what do you want for your own family and your loved ones? Well, you'd like to see them develop throughout their life, right? And as people people change their interests and they change their mind, and sometimes they change careers, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it all works. It's okay. But what we do want is we want people to not be stuck. Right? If people are stuck somewhere, uh, that's unfortunate. So, so when I think of data, um, there's a couple of things. So let, let's frame, maybe we can frame the conversation in terms of uh, selection and development, because those are two big buckets okay. that we tend to think about as major decision buckets in, uh, in the talent system. And, uh, and, and as a theoretical backdrop, you know, I, I framed uh, an effective talent market in my mind as, uh, as a human capital market, right? Like on a big scale, countries, we think about human capital. Uh, but if you, if you get down to the micro level per person, well, what do we want? We want really effective transactions, right? So when, when you apply for a job, you know, I, it, the mental model I use is I think people are actually thinking about leasing out their skills to an employer for the next <laughs> okay. two or three years. I like that. It's kind of yeah. like a lease plan, yeah. right? Because you don't, when you're deciding to accept a job, you're not deciding I'm going to stay there for the rest of my life, right? You're not signing your life. Yeah. It's I, like think a I think I'm over mileage, by the way. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think they've <laughs> overextended the miles on Joe well, Benedetto. So, so that's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So, uh, but we really think about that, that for the money that they're going to offer me and actually the whole package, the compensation that I'm going to get and the learning that I'm going to get in this job, does this make sense for me for the next couple of years? And if we can make those, uh, those decisions more effective, which would mean informed on both sides, right? Effective markets are transparent markets, right? Mm -hmm. So if the employer can see better what they're getting and the employee can see better what they're getting into, now we're making more effective selection decisions. Yeah, that makes way too much sense, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so actually, one of the initiatives in Talnet, and, uh, and what's, it, Talnet, what's Talnet oh, for sorry. those who don't know? Yeah, so uh, Talnet is a short name for the Talent Network of West Michigan. Okay. So it's a new initiative, uh, primarily funded by Doug and Maria DeVos Foundation, and uh, and and you know other other. Uh, 
a number of people are getting involved. We chose a network model for this work so that we could respect the autonomy of each organization and, and yet figure out what are the interconnections between the organizations. Mm. So for example, you know, Grand Rapids Community College is an amazing contributor to our talent system. West Michigan Works, the public workforce system, another great contributor. Our uh, ISDs and the, and the public school system, right? They're all contributing. But how do they work together? Yeah. And how do we knit them together so, that so, they, simple, so they act as a system? Yeah. Right? And the, the, the mental model we went through, or the business model, I should say, that we use for inspiration is, uh, is the aircraft industry. Okay. So if you think of the, air, the airline industry, um, it's a, hundreds of autonomous organizations, but they work together seamlessly around the world. Mm, seamlessly, really? Is that the? <laughs> well, I would say if you compare no, the I, airline I'm just kidding. no, compare the global airline industry to the healthcare industry yeah. or the education industry, they're so far ahead of yeah anybody else. No, I just right? they they get they have a terrible reputation, unfortunately, because of one or two mishaps that wind yeah. up you know yeah. uh, with delays for but hours. Generally, and, and, and even though PR, but. each airport is a separate organization, yep. right? Each airline is a separate organization. They are all autonomous. Yep. Airspace, countries run their own airspace. On and on. Uh, you can check your bags and fly across airlines and across countries and get halfway around the world, and most of the time yeah. you show up with your bags. Yeah. And then even if there's an incident, like a bunch of bad weather, you can get rebooked and get you and your bags home. Again, you're thinking like an engineer, Bill. That, yeah. has, that, has, <laughs> that has no place here, okay? I mean, that just makes way too much sense. And if people actually thought about all of that before they, 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 they used air travel, there would be far less complaining. But because it is, you're right. When you, when you, when you drill it down to that, those finite points, uh, it, it, it's a wonder that it works as well as it a does. A lot of people are working together. And like, you can go anywhere in the world, and when they turn a plane, right, there's, there, there's the gate the gate crew that takes care of getting people queued up. Yep. So there's, you, the, there's the baggage people do their part, there's the cleaning people do their part, and it works. Yeah. So and using so that as a model. Using that, yep. well what if our K-12 system and our, and our post-secondary institutions and our public workforce system also work together that seamlessly? So that we had, from K through retirement, systems that work. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the model. That's okay. the that's the idea, and then there's these two buckets. So one is selection. So uh, with this with this one initiative that's called Higher Reach, we're we're working with a, a number of employers to figure out what is the optimal way to do selection. And and by the way, back to your baseball analogy, we use Moneyball <laughs> as an inspiration. Hey, it's a great book. It's a great movie. I mean, I love it. But again, just was sitting there watching, and I think they've taken it too far. From, I, agreed. From I was told there agreed. would be no math, Bill. That's no. that's 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 my my I, mantra. Yeah, I I agree. They they it. Yeah, you can take it so far that you take the human out of the equation, right? And and that's I think that's when we all feel we've gone too far. Um, so, so we don't want to take it too far. Yeah. So how are you using data for Talnet? Well, let's talk about the, the, the selection yep. part first. There's a lot of good science that has come out. I'd say the last 50 years, we've really learned a lot about how to measure skills. And there's a lot of generalizability. So like, if you measure cognitive skills on a general scale, um, 
smarter people perform better. Yeah. One standard deviation higher in, in performance means 40% more output. One standard deviation low is 40% lower. Well, don't, don't share that information with my, my colleagues because well, I'm, I'm doomed. Discretionary energy. People bring discretionary energy to work. And when people are highly engaged, the productivity of one person could be double the person sitting next to them with very similar pay. So how do you select this, this higher end? Well, cognitive skill is one. If you measure cognitive skills, that's a really strong predictor of job performance. But there's also really good personality assessments now. So which behaviors are associated with performance in that job and measuring them reliably so you have an accurate measure. And then there's also career interests that play in. And, and there's really interesting ways these days to do what I call a double-blind reference check. And that's closer to getting like game data on a player. Okay. So if you look at what, what uh, Billy Bean did, uh, you know, before it got out of hand, okay? <laughs> the, the whole game there was find people who are, who are undervalued, right, but are actually quite capable players. Mm -hmm. And if you think about what we have in society, we have a lot of that in Grand Rapids. And everywhere, yeah. right? We have people that they may not look like, like you're like looking superstars, for, or yeah, or or they may they may speak differently and have different mannerisms, but they're actually quite capable of being really good players, mm -hmm. and they're undervalued in the market. Well, if you measure the right things that are associated with job performance, you can scoop up really good talent at a bargain right here. In West Michigan, sure, and not just West so, Michigan, but all, anywhere. I mean, this this applies, you know, outside of this community. Yeah, so. anywhere. But we want to do it better in West Michigan. Sure, <laughs> we want to we want to build up our our our, our neighborhoods, Certainly. right? So uh, so using data that that's a that's a primary way we use data. So we're helping employers to uh, develop that model, and they're and they're trying out different assessments. So there's different ways to measure cognitive skills. There's different ways to measure personality, and so on. And uh, employers are trying out different models. But what we'd love to see evolve is that we figure out with groups of employers the better way to hire, mm -hmm. and then propagate that practice. And that's, this Michigan. is again still the selection side. Yeah, that's the selection, selection bucket. Okay. And then on the development side, uh, so the so the selection side tends to be the employers in control, sure. right? The buyers in yep. control. I'm thinking but development yeah. is probably education, and that's where. Yeah, and you really need to put the individual, sure, right? Because it's not, uh, we, we sometimes use talent supply chain language, okay. but it's not that there's a supplier sending to the next one and sending to the next one. It doesn't, you know, people aren't parts that you move along a system. Yeah. You, you, can, you can grab some inspiration from some of that. People are willful. And sometimes that's really helpful, and sometimes it's not, <laughs> right? So, but people are willful, yeah. and they they decide, and and we and we really believe in that as Americans, right? That people can make their choices. So, if we're going to have highly effective development systems, that would mean let's get people the information they need and help them work through a process of what should I do and what should I do next. So, when you're down in the K twelve space. Um, for me, like the dream would be if we could get our high schools so that before uh, students turn 16 years old, let's get them through career coaching and have them answer the question, "What job should I go get when I turn 16?" Yeah, right. Just make Just it really relevant. Introductory jobs. Make it yeah, really relevant. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do what the yeah. Like my daughter the other day, uh, my well, she'll be 13 in a few weeks. Uh, you know, she's thinking she wants to be a lawyer, and 
no matter how much I talk, try and talk her out of that, she still wants to do that. But no, she asked me the other day, you know, what do I need to, what, what courses do I need to look at, you know, to be an effective lawyer? And, you know, one, I, I tip my hat to her for even thinking along those lines at 13. At 13, mm-hmm. I was not, uh, I'm not sure I'm still thinking about that, uh, it, you know, 30 years into my career. But, uh, you know, so th- I, I, I think it's a valid point, you know, having those conversations earlier uh, and letting them identify, one, is that something that they really want to do based on engagement in the courses that they're in, uh, or at least just giving them a, a leg up by involving them them in those courses from an early perspective, so they they do are tracking once they get to college, and they don't they don't uh, need to figure out, oh no, I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong industry. Exactly. And I've got I've been I've been doing this for two years in college, and I've spent X number of dollars, uh, and this really isn't right for me. Um, Post secondary is an expensive place to do career exploration. Yeah, and again, yeah. we're not banging on 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 college because. No, it's a good thing. It, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a great thing. And, and but people need to be prudent buyers of post-secondary experiences. Yep. And right now, we're not as discriminating as we should be. Yeah. But I interrupted you. I'm sorry uh, to, to provide that personal anecdote regarding my daughter when you were talking about yeah getting them at before 16 thinking about their first job. So yeah. So the dream to me is let's get them through a career coaching and career navigation loop. And using that, you know, first job, whether it's 15, 16, whatever, it depends on how they how, how things work, and uh, and then and then say, okay, what are my what are my career interests, yeah. right? And we can measure career interests. There's all kinds of inventories you can take. What are my cognitive skills? What are, what are my personality factors? Where 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 would I fit really well, right? Figure that out and think about it long term and short term. So. Uh, one of the things we talk about with, when we think about earlier education, like like secondary school, would be think about your long-term career and then say, what jobs should you get along the way so that you're learning about yeah. your long-term career, right? Um, and, then, and, then, and then they get their first job. It'd be nice if we celebrate work a little bit more instead of seeing it as a, something that gets in the way of education. Sure. Uh, and then and then help people go through another loop to say, okay, wh- when I go on to college or whatever my next step is, uh, what jobs would be right for me next, right? But it's the idea of developing the competence of how do you navigate career changes. Yeah. Because people change, they change jobs at least every two, three years. Whether you're, you know, you might stay in an organization, but sure. people change jobs within, or, or you change, it depends on what, you know, what industry you're in and what you do. So Talent 2025 obviously is the year 2025 is is kind of an you know a date that they're looking at mm-hmm. uh, for for uh, uh, to measure success of the development of of uh, the various programs. But you know is this is this a sustainable uh, you know initiative where it's 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 going to be tweaked every five years or so or you know how how do you measure okay looking thinking about data how do you measure success of what you've already started working on not you alone but uh, Talnet and Talent 2025 what are the the metrics there yeah that's a good question at, at the earliest at this early stage I think there's one way we'll do it and then we'll figure out more metrics as we go forward uh, but actually to, 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 to your other point of the, 
a lot has gone into this, right? Our, our first career coaching pilots were in 2008 mm. at, at Ottawa Michigan Works. Okay. And, and then, and, and that was done with the old wired grants. And then GRCC contributed and moved it forward. And then West Michigan Works grabbed it and moved it forward. It, like, so there's this, a lot of fingerprints so this is on a lot of these. fluid, I mean, yeah. is what, I, what I'm Well, I'm, people I'm keep thinking. making it better. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, have, we have some really good, serious leaders in the region that want to make town systems better. And depending on who has funding and different programs, they, they, you know, they grab initiatives and move them forward. So that's been happening. Now, as we're convening this, you know, in the initial stages, it's not a good idea to set hard metrics too soon, mm. or it can, it can, you can really misguide stuff, right? But one of the things we're doing that's really exciting, we're, we're having a, a, a national benchmarking event. Okay. So, uh, you know, collectively, we have, we have some, some colleagues around the country that are really world-class talent system people. So we're, our, our teams, the six initiatives that we have, uh, we'll present the initiatives. We have a three-day conference, or it's this, we call it an academy. So we're having this national academy. And, uh, and our, our teams will present what they've done and what their plans are. And we'll have about 20 visitors from around the country reviewing what have we done. And like, what else have you seen? And then we facilitate conversation with them on each initiative. Um, how could we do better? Do you see? You know, do we have some blind spots that we're missing? Some things that we should pay attention to, and yeah. so on. So, the first is national benchmarking. Um, typically, talent um, they don't get outside of themselves in in this coordinated, concerted uh, uh, way. So, we'll have GRCC goes to education conferences. You know, West Michigan Works goes to workforce conferences. Okay. Right? We work within our industry sectors. Stay in your lanes. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and they do really good work, and these organizations are actually nationally regarded in many ways. Yeah. But now this is bringing it all together that each of us, as a caretaker of the greater, bigger system, let's look at it with that lens. And, uh, and this will be that national benchmarking. And then we'll need to look at, uh, each of the teams need to set their own goals yeah. on, on, uh, on adoption. So next year we really move, so this year we're doing a lot of pilots, next year we move into adoption. And this has been a very high level conversation, uh, Bill, and you know, for, for John Q. Public, mm -hmm. okay, why should they care? I mean, why should they care about what, what you're doing, Talnet, Talent 2025, what's in it for us? Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the, uh, the biggest reason to care is uh, just think about your own family. Right. What, what do you want for your own loved ones? That uh, you want them to find a place where they're thriving, where they where they do have well-being. Right. It's not just making more money. It's are they in the place where they feel really good about they belong? And um, and 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 a lot of us have gotten to that spot. Right. Like I'm really happy with what I do and how I fit in the community. Well, I, I think the people that get to that spot, we. It'd be really nice if everybody could experience yeah. that joy, right? I'd love to see everybody get to that spot where like, I like my job, I'm feeling good about it, I'm, I'm rewarded okay, right? Most people aren't dancing about rewards, <laughs> but, they're, but they're feeling good about it. And, and if they're not, we'd like them to have, have that ability to navigate to where they should be then. So, so I think it's about liberating our own loved ones to get to that place where they can have a higher level of well-being. Yeah, you don't want them to feel like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, where okay, <laughs> yeah. they, they wake up to the Sonny and Cher song every day. Okay, you want them to be, and, and I often cite personal 
anecdotes and whatnot because I think it's important to connect. Um, my wife's a perfect example. I mean, she found her calling at, at, in her mid-40s, just kind of happenstance, you know, serving as a para-pro in a preschool special education class. It's not something she ever thought of doing when she was in her 20s, but maybe if she had the experience or the if the, uh, uh, the plan was in place, the employability skills and all of that was in place when she went to middle school and high school, she would have found that path a lot sooner. And she always used to complain about her, jo her job mm -hmm. as an administrative assistant in a retail and everything else she did, but now she never complains about it. All the stories she shares are positive stories. There's a gleam in her eye. She's laughing. It's, it's just amazing the difference when you find your calling. And isn't that, it sounds like that's what we're trying that's to do That's what we here. want for everybody. How can we give that gift to everybody in West Michigan so that they can really enjoy what they do? Okay. Yeah. Well, great, Bill. I, I appreciate you, uh, you, uh, you providing as much insight as you have. And I know we've barely scratched the surface on this topic, but uh, it, it, I'm not sure I understand any of it, so I don't want to uh, you know, waste any more of your time. But thank you, Bill. This, was, this has been great. I, I appreciate you uh, swinging by the Purposeful Pitch. All right. Well, thanks for the invitation. Good to be with you. Thanks.